Hello and welcome to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel, airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by producer and co-host, Alex Wong. Um, I hope you had a stress-free weekend. I hope you didn't think too much about the Raptors over the weekend because, um, you know, Friday night was uh, was was yet another nasty uh, loss by 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 your Toronto Raptors, who concluded their road trip one and four, just came back and uh, didn't have practice on Sunday. Um, mm. Had practice this morning, and uh, we'll see what they have cooked up. But uh, how are you feeling, Alex? Yeah, I'm great. You know, today's a great day. No Raptor game for the third straight <laughs> day. I think this is the best stretch of the season. It's like so a long far. weekend. No, it's actually like yeah. a long weekend. No, it's a best stretch. But yeah, uh, practice today, so I'm sure they got a lot of things cleaned up. Yeah, and you know, 14 games left in the season. Never too late, you know. Never too late. Um, I'm just kidding. So um, the Raptors got to finish nine and five just to just to finish the season. <laughs> sorry, I don't know why nine and five is so funny to me. No, right nine now. and five seems like very impossible for this team because I think they've done maybe one stretch of that all season. Yeah, but they got to go nine and five to go five. Well, they do have Charlotte twice. So they have Charlotte twice more. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. in a row, in a row, thank buddy. Goodness. But so, yeah, get well, excited for that. No, I was, they had some <laughs> decent wins recently. They ended the Knicks nine game win streak. Oh, uh, that's right. No, I saw the saw the NBA account like post the uh, like the updated standings and like what the what the play in tournament would look like today. And obviously, the Raptors right now, if the playoffs started, would host the Chicago Bulls in the nine ten game. Okay, I'm 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 okay with that. Yeah, but just the fact the Raptors have to win two games. They have to play two straight decent games just to get to the eighth seed. Oh, man. Like, oh, man. That sounds really daunting to me, to be honest. Oh man. And one of them's gonna be on the road. So the eighth seed, so we'd be playing the Milwaukee Bucks first round? Yeah. All that just to play the Bucks. Yeah. Just to see Goran you know Dragic is gonna like, you know, be in Cancun for a week during the play in. Just waiting for us. No, no, I, as I've already said earlier, he's going to be shushing us in street clothes. Man. <laughs> oh my he's god! Gonna sh- like, he's going to be the first player well, ever. like a Armani. <laughs> Yo, Ben Taylor got to toss him for that, man. <laughs> no, he's going to need a Ben Taylor because uh. he's actually going to be on the sidelines. He's not <laughs> oh playing, man. Is he playing over Javon Carter or, or Drew Holiday? <laughs> no, but seriously though, like as a sicko, I actually do want to see the Raptors play the Bucks. Okay. But yeah. that's just, just kind of my sicko. I think by the time you get there, you probably talk yourself into the raps, you know, making it a 2-2 two, <laughs> two, two series at some we'll, point. We'll be on the show that week being like, yeah, yeah, we're raps and seven. Yeah, we'll get Oren Weisfeld on for an hour, you know, to get excited. Um, by the way, every time I've, I've looked back at my, my, my career covering the Raptors and like hmm. the... Uh, it's been an illustrious career. I don't know about that. But um, every time I have said Raptors in seven... It mm. is a sign that I don't believe the Raptors will win. The oh, is series. that right? What is yeah. one example? I guess last season, uh, twenty eighteen against uh, the Cavs. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. And, and listen, I think everybody had Raps in in seven though. By the way, for everybody had a lot listening, of in the that was the sweep. That was the LeBronto sweep. That was the second of the two sweeps. Yeah, yeah. the first one. First one of, doesn't really count. Guys were hurt, you know. Have you seen? Good yeah, it's hurt, man. Uh, no, I don't care. Man. I remember Corey Joseph starting a game. I that believe. doesn't matter, man. They were getting swept regardless. Yeah. Um, no, but. That series, it was like a lot of optimism because the Cavs had struggled in the regular season, barely got through Thad Young's Pacers. The Cavs were trash. Seven. They were trash that season. And yeah, they needed seven to beat the the baby Celtics as well. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, we and were the only team that uh, they, they, they swept. So, but swept anyway, my it, point yeah. is anytime I pick Raptors in seven, yeah, it is a loss. Just like last year, actually. I think I picked Raptors seven well, over the Sixers and it's a loss. Yeah, last year I think we spent a week just, you know, hyping up the Raptors. 
getting ready for Doc to get fired. Man, last year was was much more optimistic. I blame it all year. on Precious doing that, you know, pull Not up three, pull up three in transition against the Sixers in that last game, last matchup in the regular it season. It was a sign of how good that got it everyone was too excited. That got everybody too excited, including yeah, that's us. Fair. That's fair. So we learned our lesson, I think. I don't know. Yeah, actually, because I, I think one do of us you, predicted fifty-six wins. Do you remember? Why are you keep holding season? this against me, man? I'm just, I swear, Assad said they were going to win seventy-two, man. Yeah, Can we no, fact I, check I that? I said like fifty-one, so it's, um, it's, they're not going to do that. Can they get to forty-one? That'd be an accomplishment. Once again, point. cash out all your bets if you've got the over/under on the Raptors. I, I don't think they're giving you any cash. <laughs> I think if you cash it out, they're giving you those um, those Canadian tire bills. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, How did they decide who to put on the Canadian tire bill? Because <laughs> they got to make it look like money, so they got to make them look like presidents. Like, who is oh, on yeah. that bill? We will uh, look into that in May when the Raptors uh, have been eliminated. That's fair. Lots of time. Uh, so Raptors, like you mentioned, one in four road trip. Mm, yeah. um, a single win in overtime against Washington. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like, this was the road trip where, you know, I think if you were going to make a move up the standings, you know, maybe go three and two, something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, get yourself into... At least get yourself near 500, and then you can start talking about catching Miami and Atlanta. But it really seems like, based on the results and based on their record and based on how they've played, at this point, seem pretty resigned to the 9-10 spot. And I wouldn't rule out them falling out of the playing altogether. They're only one game ahead in the loss column to Indiana and Washington right now. I mean, at a certain point, we got to ask ourselves, like, okay, obviously the Raptors tried to finish the season strong and make it out of the play-in, but if they're still struggling like this. Mm-hmm. Can they? Are, I mean, right now the Raptors are the same position as they are at the trade deadline, which was oh, we're God. four games under. Yeah, and we are fairly close enough to reach one of those lottery spots. Like, if you really want to go back to like six in the lottery, right? We could still get back it's there. Reasonably attainable. Yeah. So they're just gonna turn the so car around and just go back, but this time they got Jakob Pertl driving. <laughs> they picked up Jakob Pertl. Yeah, yeah. To be the designated yeah. driver into the tank yeah, uh it's all good man um but yeah so i know the fourth quarter has been a huge concern you know we talked about a little bit of it last week and on this road trip they uh they only won a single fourth quarter um and that was by one point against the clippers and a loss and we saw against the lakers how um you know they fell apart there in the fourth quarter gave up 37 points outscored by 15 ended up losing by 10 um and i know you have some stats here about just how much the Raptors have struggled in the fourth quarter this season. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to play a little quiz. <clears throat> all right. So I shouldn't look at this? Um, I mean, I guess you can look at it. It doesn't really matter. But, okay. All right. Um, so f- let's start here. So since the start of February, which the Raptors have played 16 games, yeah. how many fourth quarters do you think the Raptors have won? Um, I'm going to say four. Yeah, so yeah. they won six fourth quarters. Oh, okay. Um, you know, the Clippers winning by one is is a big one. Yeah, it doesn't um, really count. The Chicago Bulls, they beat them by eight points. All right, that was that was exciting. Okay, uh, solid. Detroit, Orlando, San Antonio by one, and also Memphis. Um, oh, God. During that time, when was the last time the Raptors won a fourth quarter by more than five points? The answer, I just said it, is Memphis. Or, or is Chicago. That was two weeks ago. Oh, God. The Raptors won the fourth quarter 34 to, to 26 over yeah. Chicago. I had to go through the play-by-play data of that one just to make sure because I want to be thorough okay, okay. in the research. I tests, I tests, and on the um, yeah, there was intentional fouling at the end, <laughs> which helped gas up the and whatever. That's part of the game. I'm not saying that to this discredit. I'm just saying that Gary made two intentional foul free throws. Yeah, and then OG went to the free throw line. 
um, made the first one, missed the second one. Scotty got the tip dunk off of that. So that's plus five of the plus eight is just on intentional fouling. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not saying that that was some sort of definitive fourth quarter win. And then when you break that down and say, when was the last time the Raptors won a fourth quarter by more than 10 points? Like a definitive, <laughs> honest to goodness, we came back on them or we right. really held it down in the fourth quarter. Right. You got to go back to five weeks ago when the Raptors won in Memphis, 28 to 17, no jaw, no Dylan Brooks, no Steven Adams in that game. Um, and that was the game where Scotty Barnes took over in the fourth quarter and had to hit two very clutch baseline jumpers over Jaron Jackson Jr., the set for the win, and right. also got the stop against Jaron as well. <laughs> Just call the set again. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, during that same time, the Raptors have had four double-digit fourth-quarter deficits. Wow. So Consider me shocked. It's been five weeks since the Raptors have definitively won the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, and during that same time, the Raptors have had four just crippling losses in the fourth. I think this passes everyone's eye tests yeah. who've Which, been watching Raptors games. And here's the thing that's surprising. The Raptors are actually 16th on the season at only minus 0.2 points in terms of point differential hmm. in the fourth quarter. Okay. So I would say this is more of a recent problem. Sure. Um, or but, maybe, like you said, when you dive into a game like the Chicago game, you know, some of those numbers might be a little bit juiced. In terms of like just late yeah, game I mean, comeback, it's like that for the Raptors on the other side too. I, I just I thought when I just wanted to investigate because I remember that game being tight, yeah, and it was tight. Um, by the way, the Raptors are just kind of mid in all quarters. <laughs> Yo, the, so, the Raptors are so mid in every category; it's amazing. Here's here's how the quarters <laughs> breakdown goes. Okay, the Raptors are plus zero point five yeah. in the first quarter, yeah, minus zero point two in the second quarter. Mid. Plus 0.1 Yo, in the that's third the quarter. Most mid. You can't, you, it's actually hard to get more mid than that. You have to really be at zero. Are we watching the most average team of all time right now? Like, well, is this actually, what's happening? Well, first off, there's like 10 most average teams of all time in the league right now. Yeah. And the Raptors are one of them. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, the Raptors are minus 0.2. So on, okay. the, on the whole, the Raptors are actually plus 0.2. Yeah, and, and add in the fact they've only won more than three games uh, once this season, all right. of that stuff. So it's yeah. it's just been up and down, wow. and it's just been mid. And, and the Lakers game was particularly frustrating, I think, because we saw the starters jump out to an early lead there in the first quarter, and, you know, the bench gave that away in the second quarter, and then they had a really good third quarter, especially on defense, and then watch it all slip away again in the fourth, just... D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Yo, as you pointed out on Twitter, D'Angelo Russell has now beaten the Raptors. <laughs> two separate times two separate on two times. separate teams. Uh, I was it, hoping this would be a rip through as well at the end. In that the exact same fashion. Well, in that Minnesota game, he also <laughs> went off for like four threes in the fourth quarter. Oh, this is from the a, Raptors lost yeah, the fourth this is from Kritika from the, uh, the other sports network. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell had 16 points in the fourth quarter in both of those games. Minnesota hmm. and with the Lakers. So this is just so mid, man. <laughs> Getting beat by D'Lo twice. Um, friend of the program, Jeremy. You know Jeremy. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah, a.k.a., yeah. you know. From, the, your, main, from your, the mainland? What's your WeChat number? Yeah, from right, the Mr., mainland. Mr. What's your WeChat yeah, number? Mainland, texted me. mainland Jeremy. Yeah. He texted me on just regular text, I Tell guess. me he did not text you stats. No, he was oh, like, okay. yo, D'Angelo Russell looks amazing. And I was like, <laughs> I, had to, I had to clarify to him, like, yo, he's not actually amazing. It just, it, it's just the Raptors are really bad. And, and whatever, credit to D'Lo. He obviously made a whole bunch of momentum-shifting shots. Sure. I wish the Raptors had players who can do that consistently this season. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just disappointing, right? Like, um, the Raptors starters played decently. Well, not decently. They played really well. They mm -hmm. came out the gate strong. They came out of the third quarter to erase uh, an eight-point deficit by the Lakers and put the Raptors up double digits. And it was like every single time a bench player came in, the Raptors started getting worse. And when they had four bench guys on the floor once, 
the Raptors are just bottom out entirely. Yeah, and that's that's not the everything everywhere all at once we need to see right now. No, man. Four bench guys. Um, yeah, starting lineup you mentioned played 27 minutes yeah. together against the Lakers. We're a plus 17 in those minutes, mm. which means any other lineup combination in those other 21 minutes, they lost by 27 points. Is it time to start rolling the ball up like you mentioned and just taking a 24-second shot clock <laughs> violation? Okay, here's the thing. I, I, can yeah. we actually mathematically explore that at some point? Yeah, can I um can I just yeah, revisit that idea. So the whole thing is can the Raptors buy their starters three minutes of rest? Yeah. Okay. Three minutes. And so my thing was this obviously no one will ever do this. This is in the same category as like, why don't you play four or five on offense? Yeah. Which by the way, for this for this bench <laughs> unit should also be on the table, okay? But my suggestion was Yeah, because the Raptors are most likely gonna miss shots anyway with that bench group. Right. And live missed shots leads to turnovers. And f- like, for example, <laughs> so for example, there was there was in the fourth quarter, the Raptors sure. were actually in close with the Lakers at the start of the fourth quarter. And there mm. was a play where, um, well, that's actually two plays. Oh, no. Is this a Chris Boucher shovel There's pass? one play where the kickout went to Chris Boucher. It was, it was a two-on-one. It was Chris on the wing and Gary in the corner. And one defender stunting between the two of them. Oh, I think man. Malik Beasley's trying to do like a little like drill or whatever. <laughs> And somehow Chris Boucher, instead Turnover. of just taking the open shot, passed it into the one defender. Yeah. Um, and then they got on the fast break and D'Angelo Russell hit a three. Mm-hmm. So my point is to avoid these scenarios, yep. can the Raptors just hold the ball, like walk the like obviously bring the ball up before the eight second count. Yep. Hold it for sixteen seconds. Yep. And then just take the turnover. This way, yes, you're scoring zero points per possession. But, you're, but, you're, you're, but to be honest, you're, you're pretty back, much scoring yeah. zero points per possession. You're back on defense. But you also are artificially limiting your opponent's transition. Yeah, no giving up fast. And breaks. I'm not saying to do this for like four or five minutes because obviously you're going to give up a run. Yeah. I'm just saying like just do this for a little bit so yeah. the starters can have two <laughs> minutes of rest. How many games this season have we lost? Have you seen the Raptors bench come in and lose the game in two minutes? Yeah, I think 30. This is really uh, like how, to lose, how times, to lose your yeah. man in, in, in two weeks. <laughs> it's how to lose your lead in two, two minutes, man. What about um? how many, how many consecutive timeouts are you actually allowed to call within the NBA rules? Like can Nick just call mm-hmm. three timeouts, 60-second timeouts? Because <laughs> that's three minutes of rest. Add in TV, I believe that would add up to about eight to nine minutes. Wow. Can he use his timeouts that way instead of challenging well, uh, and wasting it yeah, on that tough. stuff? It's tough. Um, no, but you know, all jokes. Tough, all... By the way, sorry to everyone on YouTube. I mean, I guess you can't even hear this. But <laughs> well, what's going on? They, they can't hear anything on YouTube right now. It's tough. Oh, really? They're working. Oh, we're on having it. a technical we're, we're, issue. We're working on it. We're working okay. on it. But yeah, in the meantime, it's um, tough. This is all you need to know. Raptors are bad. Um, yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, that was uh, that was horrific from the bench, and and you know the Lakers bench scored sixty one. Uh, I think it was sixty one to twelve. <laughs> was the deficit. <laughs> Which brings it to another uh, question. I'm, Yo, today's a roast, man. Um, well, yeah. I like, mean, what was worse, what Kobe's is. 81 or Lakers bench no, 61? Come on, get out of here, man. I don't know. Get it evoked here. the same feelings. No, it didn't, um, man. No, it didn't. <laughs> but anyways. This is very different. Okay, listen. But to be fair, you, the Raptors were up in both those games. <laughs> they were also up in both those games. By a lot, too. Um, yeah. You know, uh, okay, we'll get, to, we'll get to some positives soon because, you know, OG had oh. a great road trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Scotty had a career high, but first... Oh, more? Gary Trent Jr., uh, zero points, uh, 0 for 9 from the field, minus 27 mm-hmm. in 21 minutes. Mm-hmm. First time he's been held scoreless as a Raptor, um, and first time he's ever been held scoreless when playing more than 20 minutes or taking more than five shots. Okay. Um, when these kind of games happen, I definitely want to go through and look at all nine of the shots and just figure it out, like, mm-hmm. what happened, right? Was it a case of bad shot selection 
Was it a case of bad execution? Was it a case of you missed some good shots, mm. right? Um, <clears throat> so these are the nine shots. The first shot, Gary beats his man with an up fake. So he lifts him, gets him on his toes, drives in, open lane. There's no help coming at the rim. For some reason, Gary jumps off of the wrong foot and tries to sort mm. of quick sneak in a layup, falls over in the process. Maybe he was trying to draw the end one. But the thing is, there's no foul call and there's no basket. And to be honest, it wasn't a foul. That's just on him. Like he, I, I, whether that's foul baiting or just misreading the situation, sure. he could have walked it in for a layup mm. and he missed that one. Okay, it's a bad start. 0 for 1. Okay. Second play, he comes off an off ball curl with Precious, right? Fred's operating at the top and then Gary's in one corner and then Precious is coming to give him a screen. This is a very standard play. This is, this is probably the best play that you can run for Gary consistently on a half court basis, right? Other than Pascal driving and kicking it to him for three. Um, the issue with this curl is Gary starts too early. Like, he's he's on the wing when he starts it. He should be in the corner with more of a run-up. And then Precious setting the screen. That way, you know, there's actual space. There's a gap in the middle of the floor where if Precious connects on the screen, Gary has an opportunity to turn. And that's the mm-hmm. whole idea, right? Except they run the play too close to the actual point where Fred is. So there's actually a third defender just in the lane in the middle there. So he can't get the first play to drop. Mm. He gets the rescreen from Precious, who doesn't really make contact, doesn't really create an advantage, and Gary ends up taking a very exaggerated sidestep, fade away in the corner, trying to do a Kawhi-style shot, and it doesn't go in. That's yeah. a bad shot. That's bad execution. 0 so for 2. 0 for 2. Third shot. All right, this one I don't blame um, Gary at all. Fred yeets the end of the quarter 3, right? It's whatever. Just to beat the shot clock, throws one up there, misses. Gary actually does the work. And boxes out and gets an offensive rebound and throws up a little putback, but there's no time left on the shot clock and there's a shot blocker right there and he easily swats him. But mm. again, that's a shot you have to take, right? right? Again, you're up against the clock. I don't really blame him for that. The fourth play, pick and roll with Precious. Precious doesn't hold the screen, so mm. Gary can't actually use the screen. Precious then rolls in da- like down the middle of the lane exactly where Gary was going to go, so that cramps the spacing even more. So having seen this, Gary's like, okay, I can't turn downhill. I'm mm. going to take a step back at the free throw line. And guess what? Um, he actually did a really good move because Austin Reeves was backpedaling on the play. Mm. And so he wasn't able to recover. Didn't even get a hand up. And Gary got a step back mid-range at the free throw line. To be honest, I'm expecting to make that shot 50% of the time. And that's a good shot. He just missed it. Okay, 0 for 4. The fifth shot. He gets a pick and roll this time with Jakob Pertl. Very different because what Jakob Pertl does is he actually connects on the screen. D'Angelo Russell is completely eliminated. And because Jakob Pertl's man is AD and he's covering the paint, there is a wide open step up three for him to step into. Mm. He misses it, but it's a great execution, great shot. It happens, right? And then a transition three with nobody around, right? Because um, the Raptors actually get a lucky break on the other end. Dennis Schroeder misses a layup. Fred throws a hit-ahead pass to Gary on the wing. He's wide open, in rhythm, even got a chance to hop into it with two feet, misses it. No contest either. Just a missed look. But that's a good look. Then the next one, the Lakers are in zone. Pascal and Jacoperto work a pick and roll in the middle of the floor. Um, Yak rolls hard down the lane. That pulls Gary's man on the wing to tag the roller. Again, freeing up Gary. Pascal makes the right read, kicks it out to Gary on the wing, wide open, in rhythm, against the zone. Mm. There is a closeout, but it's late. He misses a shot. So that's seven misses so far. Mm. <laughs> okay. Then eight, the eighth miss, Lakers are in zone. This is a, when, when the Raptors bench unit was in to, to lose the game in the fourth quarter. Um, Gary and Thad work in pick and roll. Thad actually does create space for Gary to dribble into a mid-range step back. He's in rhythm. It's, some, it's semi-contested by a big. It's an okay shot, but he misses it. But I've seen him make that shot quite often. And then the ninth one, it's a three-on-two fast break. Mm. And for some reason, all three Raptors are running the lane. 
<laughs> okay. On a three on two fast break, I expect at least one person to flare yeah. out to three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like very basic, like basics of basketball we're, we're talking about. Um, all three guys, Will Barden, Gary Trent, and Chris Boucher are all in the paint as this shot is going up. Mm. And then Gary gets blocked from behind um, by Austin Reeves, who is able to not just block him, but block it off his leg, going out of bounds. It was mm. a two-point game at this point. And the Lakers crowd goes absolutely nuts because obviously that's a fantastic hustle play. Yeah. And they missed a shot. That's how you go 0 for 9. So, I mean, honestly, in that stretch, there's probably half of it were really good shots. Yeah. He just missed them. But also at the same time, though, you know, it was also some tough execution from the bench as a group. Yeah. So I'm, so what I'm taking away uh, from all of this discussion is, so the Raptors are bad um, in the half court <laughs> on offense. Uh, they're yeah, bad at sure. screening. Certain players are really bad at running a pick and roll, screening getting to right space. They're terrible on the fast break, mm-hmm. um, just running into each other and things of that nature. Um, they're terrible in transition defense. Yeah. Um, their bench is not good. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's why they lost four out of five games on this road trip. You know, when you break it down like that, it, it does <laughs> make more sense. By no, the way, I, all... I didn't even get into the precious <laughs> stuff. I'm going to spare it because I, if sure. you want to hear it, there was a whole breakdown on the rag pod. Yeah. You know, like I'm not writing the 10 things when they're playing at 10.30 p.m., especially yeah, yeah, when they yeah. lose like this. Nobody yeah. wants to read that. Yeah, yeah, mental but, health. Uh, but honestly, it is, it's, it's, it's yeah. partially for that. Yeah. But no, honestly, I, I revisited, revisited the, the, the bench play. I think actually Precious was even worse than Gary was. And yeah. Nick, I think Nick agrees because Nick ended up not playing Precious for the second half. Yeah, and, and Nick game. said at practice today, per uh, Oren Weisfeld, that um, <clears throat> he alluded, Nick alluded to the idea of Christian Coloco, who's back with the team, playing some minutes at backup center. And Nick said that Precious is likely more useful as a wing defender than at the center spot, is what he said. I'm, I, You know what? I agree with the... No, actually, I don't know, even know if I agree with, with that specifically. Okay. I do believe that Christian is a better rim deterrent than, than Precious is, for mm-hmm. sure. I personally think that Precious has had most success playing defense at the center spot last year yeah. and at this year as well. Um, he just hasn't played well. He's, and, he's going through a really bad stretch. And right here's now. the thing. I not you know what the defense thing obviously that's very important that's what I need him to bring mm-hmm. but I feel like w- with certain players I'm just like can you bring me the bare minimum like how many of those plays where I described by Gary where it was just Precious didn't set a good screen or yep. Precious would like not hold the screen and then roll into Gary's path I'm sorry man no but they got they got to do something about the pick and rolls on the team but regardless team. of if it's Gary Precious Only Jack knows how to do it you know the bench fast break whatever like these possessions are very valuable like in games like this especially for a team like this right like you're yeah. not a good enough team to punt away like five to ten possessions a game and it looks like from just this film study of you watching the games that's what they do every game yeah right like you're giving yeah. up those possessions and you mentioned like some of those shots were coming when it was a two-point game three-point game uh pascal also had a really quiet five-game yeah. road trip yeah um just taking a look at the stats he only went to the free throw line nine times in those five games and wow. in, in the two games, there were two games where he did not get to the line at all. Um, uh, the loss to Washington and against the Lakers as well. Yeah. When he was 5 of 13 from the field, 37 minutes, 12 points. Are you seeing anything like specific about Pascal? It just seems like he's obviously tailed off um, on the offensive end. Look, I, I can give you like things that potentially could be there. Like You could say that like maybe he's tired mm-hmm. because he plays the league-leading minutes. You could say maybe... Um, it's because of Yak's presence there, and now there's another body in the paint. Mm. Personally, I don't actually fully buy any of those two. Okay, I think he's just playing badly. 
Okay. Um, I think there's a lack of focus on defense that becomes more and more apparent. Mm. Um, I do feel like as the leader of the team, you have to be mentally locked in no matter what. Even if you're struggling, I need to see that like mm-hmm. desire to sort of stay engaged with the game, mm-hmm. right? Um, for example, that's something Fred does. And, and, and to be honest, maybe he overdoes it sometimes because he'll he'll launch an extra shot, like you know, when, especially when the team is struggling, and he hasn't really been able to flip a lot of those momentum plays. Uh, with making those shots, but you can always tell, you can tell me that there's any games this season where Fred is completely disconnected from the game. Mm -hmm. And there are certain games where I feel like Pascal isn't as engaged as he was. Right. And that, that, that same energy and the passion isn't the exuberant self that he was in like January, in Mm. December, in February as well. Um, So I think I don't, I don't really, I don't really think it's like a fatigue thing. I don't think Mm. it's just because Yak was there because here's the thing. The Raptors weren't getting any spacing when Yak wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when, remember when we were talking about, look, wow, they're playing super deep drop against Scotty when he played center. They mm. played Precious at center. There's no way that they had more spacing with Precious rolling into that space than Yak, who could at least set a good screen. All right? I've never appreciated screening so much, man. But Yak could probably come in really here, and I'm like, wow. Yak really came back to the Raptors and was like, man, you guys live like this? No, but <laughs> like, for real. He's... He must be like, I thought he came in, he's like, yo, I'm coming to a winning team. I'm getting off the Spurs. And they're like, here's a one and four road trip. Yeah, I mean that's that's still a pretty good road trip for San Antonio. Oh man, yeah, I think I think. But on no, the... but I I just think he's not playing well. Yeah, like there's there's I mean he's had two games this season where he's attempted zero free throw attempts. Both games have come in as road. Yeah, trip. And, and I don't think this is an excuse for him, but I think it's yeah. might be a human nature thing too. Of you know we've heard Pascal throughout the season, even during the the down times, and there's been a lot of down times. Been like this, like um, just voice of reason and staying really optimistic. Like you hear him talking after practice, after games about how his, uh, you know, he still has belief in this group and, you know, that they can pull it together. And I just wonder if it's just from a human nature standpoint, it's like you've gone through this frustrating season, you know, you made the addition at the deadline, you know, you're hoping adding Jakob was going to help you make this push. And it's just got to a point where it's just frustrating because, you know, I've seen him frustrated on the court too, right? Like, kind yeah, of, yeah, of course. you know, frustration fouls now and, and all this stuff. So I, I feel like wouldn't contribute, you know, obviously like attribute like all of, you know, his struggles to that. But I feel like human nature might just be slipping in as well. Like at this point of the season, there's, there's probably been so much frustration yeah. built up, especially because he was playing so well at the beginning of the season. And then you look at the standings and they're like in 10th. No, for sure. And listen, none of us know for sure, right? Mm-hmm. You, you and I have not gone to Pascal and asked, yeah. you know, I, I've reached out to other channels and, and my, yeah. there's no great answer to be Sources. honest. But like the point is like players sometimes play bad and yes. obviously like, that's not a satisfactory answer. It's not as simple as mm-hmm. because X happened, therefore, you know, Y is the result. Like, yeah. this is more of just like, I think he's just in a slump. Yeah, no, and that's fair. We've seen all the Raptors go through extended slumps um, at various points. Yeah, sometimes all together, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, OG and Scotty play great. They, I mean, yeah, yeah. So we're going to, yeah, let's devote uh, 30 seconds to that. Oh, um, come on. No, no, let's do more than that. So OG, OG, I thought had a wonderful road trip. Um, yeah, you know, especially on the defensive the end agenda, and, you know, obviously the 31 points, he was, uh, and five steals, 12 of 14 from the field. Um, Anthony Davis, I love like, that he got in for the extra dunk at the end too, to get that 30. Oh yeah. He, and then Dennis Schroeder was a little bit upset. Did you see that? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I hate to say, I agree with Dennis Schroeder, but the <laughs> Lakers won that game, yeah. took the turnover to hold the ball. To kill the shot clock. Yeah, so for, from a gentleman's standpoint, you should also not score on the other end. No, as, exactly. As that, that, so I understand, like, okay. what what Dennis Schroeder was getting upset about. Yeah. 
Now, do I support Dennis Schroeder over OG? <laughs> Hell no. You but, can't. You can't. But yeah. at least I understand where he's coming. Well, from. at least OG didn't put a uh, Dennis Schroeder in the Undertaker tombstone. This time. <laughs> oh man, you know that would have been great. I actually would have really loved to see that again, man. That was, um, that was like honestly my second highlight from the Tampa season. The yeah. other one being, by the way, when the Raptors beat LA to end their playing hopes. Oh, did we do that? Yeah, remember Kyle Lowry's uh, last game as a Raptor, playing th- putting up thirty seven. Oh yeah, and then Pascal he went and then he went golfing for the next two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was chill. Yeah, yeah. Well, we remember. got precious, though. Hey, we got precious. Gary game winner. You know, people sleep on, like, the first 10 Gary games in Tampa. That was very exciting. Yeah, remember name, all the career name, highs? Name them. You know, like the 40-something points against Cleveland. Yeah, 44. The one over Raul Neto, right, um, against Washington. My, yeah, highlight was, flopped, uh, yeah. my highlight was Alex Len hitting three threes against the Knicks. That was the first win of the season for them. And then a oh month later, Alex God. Len is like, yo, Alex, I was like, get me out of here. I've been in Sacramento for like a whole decade. Um, this winning thing is so overrated. Yeah. And now he's found his way back in Sacramento and they're lighting the beam. I'm happy for Lynn. And he's uh, Alex. Uh, and 50 he's his favorite, favorite player. player for man. some reason, man. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, great. Great game for OG. Mm-hmm. Uh, great road trip for OG. No, I, I mean, thought he was, he was phenomenal. Like the, the fact that he spent so much energy like denying against AD. Here's the thing. Like, Eight with, points for AD. It was yeah. the same thing that he did with, with Jokic in a way where it's just like, just deny the entry. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the best way to keep these guys out of the game is to literally never let them touch the ball. Like, Jokic in that game against Denver, like, he leads the league in touches per game. Like, he gets mm-hmm. the ball on every single play or the ball flows through him at some point. If you cut him off, you are, you know, obviously you're putting yourself at a better uh, opportunity. Now, of course, the rest of the Raptors didn't guard well enough around OG. Mm-hmm. It's not OG's fault. Same thing in this one. Man, AD's been scoring 30 a game. We've been talking about, oh, man, how are they going to guard AD? How are they going to guard AD? And they're just like, no, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut them off entirely. Mm. And listen, there are other ways to exploit that, right? Because the Lakers figured it out early in the game. OG was never coming off of AD. So if AD sets a screen mm. and there's contact on the screen, because, you know, it's not precious on that screen, okay. all right, um, then there's going to be an opportunity for that guard to turn downhill or pull up for three and easily mm-hmm. because there's no help coming whatsoever mm. off of AD. That was the strategy, and OG was hugging him throughout the game, which is fine, but the rest of the guys got to play better around him defensively. But I, I think OG did absolutely everything he could. Offensively, it was great to see as well. Yeah. He was he was super this... aggressive. I think his three-point shot is coming back around. I mean, he's a guy who I don't understand why three-point percentage is so low for him. A, he takes a lot of assisted threes. Yeah which definitely helps your percentage. He takes a lot of them from the corners, but also just watching him, like, you know, again, the, the you know, I, I love watching him shoot around and, and practices and stuff like that. OG is very, very good. Like, as good as Fred or as good as Gary in these, like, warm-up settings. Yeah. So, obviously, like, there are other factors that go into that, but at the same time, I was always felt like it's not rep- – his three-point percentage wasn't representative of how good of a three-point shooter he is. To me, he's a 40% kind of guy, and he's been that over the road trip. So Yeah. Yeah, that, total 14 is nuts, man. That's really good. Yeah, he was throwing a perfect game at one point in the third quarter there. Right, he was 11 of 11, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the OG, I think, in another universe. You look at the you look at the defensive effort that he put forth against, like you mentioned, against like the Jokic's and the AD's. Like, this is the OG that you would make a defensive player of the year push for. But obviously, you can't on this team sure, and on this yeah. roster. Yeah, but I just thought sure. it was a really impressive road trip. And Scotty, uh, career high, 32 points, 32, 9, and 7, 13 of 19 from the field. I think this is the type of game we always want to see from from Scotty, just like aggressive um, from beginning to end, just yeah. like carrying that through. Oh, I thought you were going to say this is the type of game we want to see from Scotty all the time, and I'm like, I don't know if we expect uh, him to be no, like Giannis. Maybe year four at this time, um, yeah, at this point. No, um, but seriously, wait till year four. It was, uh, I, I totally agree with you. He was so engaged and, and energetic from the get-go, looked for the 
the, the the shots in the offense too, not just like making the assists and and, and not even, not even just not making the assists because like whatever making an assist is obviously a good play. Mm-hmm. What I mean is like there's a very definitive difference between when you see when he's looking for a shot, the defense has to come to stop him, and then he's setting up other guys versus like he's picking out passes by reversing the ball and stuff like that. There's definitely an advantage to be gained there, and that's definitely a plus. But I think that you know I do prefer this like hybrid thing where he's both scoring and assisting, mm-hmm. and I like the opportunities that he had in this game where. You know, he got a lot of matchups against smaller players because the Lakers do play a lot of guards. And they were focusing mostly on Fred. They're focusing on Jakob Proto. They're focusing on Pascal. They're trying to lock down the middle of the floor. And, and so there were a lot more one-on-one opportunities for Scotty to take, just like there are in most games, to be honest. And he was able to hit a lot of these short jumpers. You know, um, I remember when the first ever interview I did with Coach Thorpe, um, where this is back when we were doing a Yahoo and I had him on after the draft to talk about Scotty because he had him really high in the draft. Mm. And one of the things he was talking about then was just like, Scotty's going to become very unstoppable when he develops that second box jumper. Right. Right. Which is essentially just a mid-range jumper, but it's like a little bit more than that because I think at the top of the paint is also considered the second box. But essentially it's like, you know, the first box is the, the paint, the restricted area, right? And then there's a ne- the next box around it. Right when when obviously the paint is is clogged like it was in the Laker game with AD there there are still lots of opportunities to attack in the mid range and and I thought that Scotty played a game that was very similar to like the start of the season from Pascal for example mm-hmm. get in the mid range and attack and, and really really um, punish the the opposing team and listen if Scotty can bring this kind of aggressive scoring all the time in addition to Pascal being you know at his best and to be honest there is a case to be made like can that both happen at the same time we got to see on mm-hmm. a consistent basis. But at least in theory, it's like if you have both these guys performing at this level, then all of a sudden your offense looks a lot better because you will create all these size mismatches based on how the, how many forwards you play. Unfortunately, the Raptors can only get two players to play good at, at once right now. <laughs> yeah, so. and unfortunately, uh, they would need the starters to play 48 minutes to maybe beat the Lakers um, is the case. But yeah, no, great game for Scotty. Yeah. You know, definitely career, think, high, career high. Yeah, career high and definitely easier knowing that LeBron's not gonna throw the ball at your head um, oh, you yeah. know, out of bounds. No, I I mean I was thinking Why too, do like you, do that, man? you know, Scotty maybe it's just a small sample because it's only been two seasons in the league, but like mm-hmm. he, he gets up for these games in the big spotlights. Like you remember the game at MSG, you yep. know, when he was chirping at the guys, yep, and putting up a huge performance. Obviously, we've seen two big performances against the Lakers in these two seasons. Three, um, actually. He he Oh, he had, he had one he, here too? In Toronto? Yeah, that was the 31 that he had. That okay. was his previous career high. Um, um, and then also he had like a 28-point game, I think, against the Lakers. That was in game. L.A., right? Yeah, by it? the way, that game, he started like a perfect 7-7 seven of seven from the field. Yeah, I remember that first quarter. It's like all against LeBron. That's, that's when LeBron threw the ball at him after. He was uh, so upset. But then he's like, yeah, I've seen him since he was 7. He's like, <laughs> I, like saw, <laughs> I, I saw the uh, the mammogram. No, but even matching, he's going to be good, folks. Even matching up against... <laughs> Mama Okor is crazy. Mama Grandma Okor. Um, great. <laughs> oh, man. I by the way, we, by the way Burndale, we need a Scotty Barnes as well. Um, but um, Scott just ordering one on air? <laughs> Scotty Barnes. Uh, no, but... That is the highlight of the Raptor season. No, but even like the game, I think he matched up well against KD last year. Right? He had that yep. Nets game where they didn't run a single play for him. And I think he had like, what, 20 and 20 or something like that? Crazy numbers. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's one positive for me. It feels oh, like Scotty steps up for these games. No, absolutely, man. But he got to get excited for two games in Charlotte as well in April. That's what we need. Yeah. It is footed. That's what we need. No, it was great, man. It was great to see him and OG perform. For sure. Obviously, we saw a lot of takes afterwards where it was like, let's trade everybody and just focus around these two guys. <laughs> this, you know, is this, the, this is the Raptors This season, is the man. real Raptors reaction. 
Yeah, after games. Yeah, you know what? As, as time has gone on, I lot- feel like I've become more reasonable, <laughs> and the timeline yeah. has moved on to more. And extreme, a lot of heat on Nick Nurse too, but we shall yeah. we shall save that for it another is what it day. Is, man. Lots of days left in the season. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Take, let's take a break. Um, I've been your host Willu, and you've been listening to the Raptors Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. When we come back, we have compiled a Raptors Bingo card. Stay tuned. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, William Liu. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Mong. We are going to help your Raptors viewing experience by filling out a Raptors bingo card so you guys can follow along at home. Um, But in the meantime, though, we have to give a shout-out to my favorite movie of the past year, one of my Mount Rushmore favorite movies, Everything Everywhere All at Once, cleaned Mm. up at the Oscars. I mean, I've just been seeing these guys... Um, going to every award show, yeah, the crying. Award I've yeah. been seeing the photos, you know, of, of everyone looking amazing and the whole crew just together. The chemistry there is just amazing. Yeah, great speeches last night, you know, yep. from uh, Kihei Kwan. Do you Michelle watch the Yeo. Oscars, by the way? Are you an Oscars watcher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to have the Oscars on yeah. um, just to be part of the zeitgeist, you know. But I do find the Oscars... Not me. A man <laughs> like me rewatching Mad Men just because I saw a Twitter thread. Yeah, Yo, by the way, Mad Men, elite television. I have Mad Men on my rewatch list. Um, I have Mad Men on Blu-ray. Damn. Seasons one and four. I started watching this old HBO show called High Maintenance, which mm. I'm oh, really yeah, obsessed with. I'm really obsessed with now. It's actually a really, really good show. I, I could see why you would like that show. Why? Because the guy deals weed? <laughs> no, no, no. You guys have similar energies. Yeah, yeah. But it's you a great the, you and the, the dealer. It, but it's a great show because it's like an anthology show and it shows like different characters intersecting yeah, yeah. with this like one like, you know, marijuana dealer in New York. And it just shows different people living lives in New York. I thought that was super. Mm. I don't know why I just did a whole ad for high maintenance. It's great. Anyway, but everything, everywhere, all at once. Best yes, picture, best been... director, best original screenplay, yes. best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best film editing. Shouts to the Daniels. Someone else, uh, Victor, texted me and he, he was like. The ref? Yeah, he oh. was like, yo, are you uh, are, are you Daniel Kwan's uh, brother? Because apparently we kind of look alike. You guys don't look alike. So shout out man. to Daniel Kwan for Victor, he big-headed not. Asian representation. He doesn't so, look like Daniel Kwan. I don't know, man. No, take it up with I'm gonna say no. Um, no, but congrats. I know you. You know we've been talking about this movie for a long time. Yeah, I, t- I told you I um, saw this movie three times in theaters, man. It was yeah, really amazing. And yeah, it's interesting. And I actually I think when it came out, I don't think either of us ever thought it was gonna blow up like this. It just seemed like one yeah. of those kind of cool little like indie movies. Obviously, gonna get a cool audience, yeah, but yeah. not like Best Picture, no, not like no. seven Oscars. No, man, it's it's, so, it's amazing. So now get ready for the backlash of people hating on it, including Speaking. friend of the program. Orrin Weisfeld, who tweeted yesterday, Tar and Everything Everywhere All at Once both sucked. I'm sorry, I just had to get it off my chest. Smiley emoji. 
I don't get the hype around them. Fave movies this year were probably Nope, Banshees, and She Said. Thanks for listening. So there we go. Here's the thing with Orin. First off, I love that we're doing an Orin react pod every single time he tweets. Orin, I got you, Woj, and Shams on text alert. So That's not the only one, but I'll, <laughs> I'll keep the rest of them off, offline. Um, no, Damn the, it, Cap. The, the thing with Orin is just um, you got you to gotta read it in Orin's voice, too. Oh, no, don't do that, man. <laughs> don't do that. Tar and everything ever all at once. Both you should watch Tar, too. I got to talk to you about Tar. I'm sorry. The I just had to really get funny. off my chest. Listen, Banshees of Inishiren was actually a really, really funny movie now that I think about it. So underrated. I, I don't get the hype around them. <laughs> all right. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's you what know, you get, Orin. All right? How dare you slander the goat? We've Michelle. been trying to, you know, laugh our way through this Raptor season. Yes. And the laughter will never stop. Um, and this weekend, as I was thinking about the Lakers game, and because I know you're a big fan of bingo. I had you have to, family members that are big, fan, big fans of bingo. I had to teach some senior members of my family how to play bingo, which I thought was actually the most straightforward game possible. Okay. Because I'm just like, okay, you're going to get a card. Yeah. There's five letters. They're going to yeah. say one of the letters first. And the number. Then they're going to say a number. Yeah. If you have that, put a dot down. And if you have five in a row, you're good. Yeah. And but, just yell bingo. Yeah. And I, trust me, this whole explanation somehow took more than half an hour to fully execute. Damn. But anyway, it's, um, yeah, so bingo, yeah. Can't explain anything to senior members in the Asian family, you know? <laughs> Everything gets complicated. You know, every drama in my life involves Asian. No, but there's, so. like, advanced bingo, too, because obviously you can get the full lines, diagonal, but then you can get, like, the square, too. Like, if you get... The hell is... What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. We, should, we should play this at NS Esmer's once. <laughs> let's let's play bingo. square? If you get the whole outside, like, the line, like, that's, How like, a... How are you going to do that? I don't know. You can do a letter T, H. Yeah, you can do T. If you get a T... Inside square, outside square. I worked at Bingo. Maybe Bingo was more complicated. Shouts to Derek Brandale giving us. Why would you do that? If you got the whole outside square, you've already won Bingo. You won it at least three times. uh, With the Raptors, you know, I believe fourteen. Not true. That usually goes in forty numbers. Left. Um, You know, thought we might create this Bingo card. Might might get a graphic out. People can play along during games. See if they actually hit. Okay, let me see your. Let me see your your B. So your, yeah. first, so, well, your first, first column. Well, first, let's start with the, 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 the middle middle square, oh, the which is square? the free square. Yeah. So the free square for the 2023 Raptors is anytime the, the television camera pans to Nick yelling at a ref. Okay. okay? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's free. Do we okay? get extra points if he's beat red? <laughs> no, just, uh, just put a dot on that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so B, so, high, so you man. know, there's 25, uh, 25 squares. Yeah, so we're going to go down B. Uh, right. So, okay, B, first one is a ran- when a random role player on the opposing team sets a career high against the Raptors. That's pretty good. Fair? That's pretty good. Fair? Yeah. Okay. I like this because, again, this is a high-value square. Okay. The top corner here. I didn't think that deep. No, it's potential three points. Like okay. It can connect, you know, top, oh, bottom, that's right, and diagonal. That's right, that's right. Anyway, yeah, so I, I agree because this is one of the more uh, likely things. Okay, and then we move down. Uh, Raptors start 0 of 10 from the field okay. to begin any game. <laughs> Officially, it's happened three times this year. It's possible. It's yeah. very possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, next is uh, Jakob Pertl gets dunked on. Yeah, yeah that's just Because, you know, we likely. talked about it last week. He's, you know, a rim protector, you know, likely to get dunked on. on. Because he's good at defense. Yes, because he tries. Yeah. yeah, which sounds sarcastic, but I actually no, don't no, for real. Cool. This is actually props to 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 Jakob. Mm. Um, hopefully, interview coming soon. Um, mm. Next is and uh, when any Raptor picks up a technical in the fourth. Yeah. Okay. You know, that, we've yeah. seen that. Um, yeah. And then to close out uh, this first um, column row, um, only Fred and Gary hit more than two threes on the whole team in a game. Yeah, that's 
that's that's doable. That's very doable. Very Basically, doable. you just need OG to not play, or he's having an off night. That's all. That's <laughs> yeah, all it yeah, takes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so next, um, I? next, I uh, Raptors get three plus offensive rebounds on a single possession in a game and still lose that game. You mean like they just still don't score on that same possession? No, that just if they get three plus offensive rebounds on any possession during the game. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna amend and, that and to, to still don't score. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let, know, let's let's amend that. It, it, this is the uh, okay. Okay. Let's amend. There's that. a lid on the rim. Shouts <laughs> to Iron Eagle. There's always a lid on the rim this season. Yeah. Anyway, they got a rice cooker. Nah, on they're there. playing basketball um, with a football. That's how it looks like sometimes. Uh, next up, lose on the final possession uh, of the game on something just like inexplicable. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So rip through. What else? The rip Boston through, game when the they called challenge. the timeout uh, on yep. a, on an ejection. Yep. On a missed layup. Yeah, there's been a lot. On a full court alley-oop layup. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. The Griffins. Um, uh, Next up is opposing team shoots 60% in the first half. Yeah. This one's pretty easy to hit. That's pretty easy. To be honest. Probably Uh, did the Raptors hold any team under 50% shooting this whole road trip? (laughs) I think 60 is the new 50 at this point. Oh, brother. Like Hove said. Um, Bench scores less than 10 points total. I feel like this should be like in a more premium square, but absolutely. Okay, we can move that around if you want. Um. And next to close out is uh, at least three starters play 38 minutes. Yeah, that's related to the bench scoring 10 points. Yeah, yeah. so you might be, get a good hit here. Yeah. Uh, okay, next up, B-I-N. So, and offense goes into a five-minute scoring drought. So, no field goals. Free throws are This allowed. could also be the free square. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, honestly, to be clear. there's a lot of free, free squares free here. Free square. yep. uh, Raptors go scoreless against a zone for two minutes. Yeah. Free square. <laughs> that's also a free square. Oh, I'm not every team zones the Raptors, which yeah. again, I, I got to question the, the quality of scouting in the league. Okay, fine. Because every fine, team fine. should zone the Raptors, um, especially off the bench. Yeah. So then we got the free square and then we have Thad Young play center for five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Man, this is becoming the, uh, what was it in the championship? Season? Oh, Jody Meeks two minutes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah this is yeah, the same yeah. thing, man. I'm sorry, Thad. Yeah. Um, Raptors trail by nine with two thirty left in the fourth. And Matt Devlin says they're right there. Yeah, so they're right there. Devlin, we I need, need you, this. Matt. I need you to say this. Oh, you so know, my favorite thing with Devlin is when he's because he listens to the show. Devlin, I, tomorrow when this happens, I need you to hit me with a mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a wide open Fred three when you're trailing my four yeah. with two minutes left and you need it. Yeah, and he just goes and the shot misses and nobody says anything and he just goes. Mm. <laughs> It says a lot that that um says a lot. I'm going to try to get Devlin in next week if he's free. All right, B-I-N-G, I'm going to roll through these. So yep. G, I've got Raptors come out of a timeout with an inexplicable offensive play. So this is very judge judgment call, but like... We've seen a lot of uh, you, you ISO decide. OGs out you of the decide. Yep. Uh, Bench gives up a double-digit lead in less than four minutes. I would amend that to two, but... <laughs> Let's give them a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, Scotty throws his hands up at the ref for two consecutive possessions yeah, fair, after fair, a call. Fair. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. passes on a fast break. Oh, I thought you were gonna say d- no, pass no, no. On so this one's break. gonna be hard to hit. Yeah, Damn. So, so he passes. Wow. Yeah, you gotta make it difficult. Um, yeah. and the last one here on N is um, <laughs> you see the the glizzy gong, uh, Giannis Simulu commercial uh, after the lead has been gone. This was written by Will. The glizzy gone uh, after the so, lead. So so the gone. Raptors have just blown a 16 point lead, and you go to commercial, and that's the first thing you see. Yeah. I could also accept if you see the Fred and OG Gillette yep. commercial. Here's the thing. Yeah. Just let that man eat a hot dog. Right? <laughs> Who cares? No, he just wants to eat a hot dog in yeah. peace. You're out of here, right? That's me every time in the media room. Glizzy gone. Here's the uh, thing. I use a pixel as well, you know. But oh, I didn't know you were a pixel man. No, I'm a pixel man. But I wasn't also, familiar with your game. At the same yeah. time, I'm just like, all these photos that they yeah. show in the commercials don't look good. <laughs> like that <laughs> selfie doesn't look good with or without the glizzy yeah. man. Plus, let me see Simu versus Giannis one-on-one, man. Let's see the footage. Um. All right, B-I-N-G-O, 
last five here. Uh, Scotty scores all of his points in the fourth. Yep, that's a good one. So we've seen that. It's a positive. I like that yeah. one. Raptors win possession battle by 10 <laughs> plus and lose by double digits. Somebody check the stats. I'm sure that's happened. I saw a, a Did Lewis that Atzman, Lewis Atzman yeah. put that out there. The Raptors have had three games this year where they've had plus 25 in field goal attempts. <laughs> And they've lost all three. By the way, that's a fake stat. Like, I don't want to hear about them winning the possession battle. Like, when you miss six shots in one possession, like, that's not I anyways. Just, I mean, like, they did win the possession battle. I just don't think that winning is the right word for that. For <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That we stat. need a different yeah. word. Um, uh, next up is Nick loses a desperate coach's challenge in the fourth. Um, we've seen those, right? Yeah. yeah, we've seen those. But sometimes it's not the fourth, man. Yeah, but we're going to specify in the fourth. Um and next, you come out of a Raptors win feeling nothing. That's just you in every game. So that's, that's, <laughs> just me? Yeah. Um, and lastly, you got to give my give my guy Joe Wieskamp a little square. So Joe Wieskamp hits two threes. Yeah, that, that one's not going to happen. All right. <laughs> no offense, man. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, we might need to. Yeah, we might need to amend that one. But yeah. we're going to try to get this bingo card, you know, if anybody wants to play. Something to look forward to. For the well, I, mean, I just do season. think that we do need like a viewing guide for the game. And I do feel yeah. like this helps. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you got to, like, laugh through the... Yeah, yeah. Let's see if you can bang. hit the bingos and stuff. You okay. Know? Be kind right. of fun. Um, right. To find fun. Uh, Raptors on a three-game homestand starting tomorrow against Denver. Yep. And then they've got OKC in Minnesota. Seven of their next eight are at home. So, um, I'm going to say it again. Raptors are, you know, this is the time to make a push. Because <laughs> if they don't push these next eight, there's only six left. So, <laughs> as I don't know what to say. As Matt Devlin might say... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I really don't no, know. Like, listen, like these are all must wins. Um, <laughs> you we, have said this we, for seven weeks on we, the show. Because like, even as far <laughs> Every back as... Every Monday you say in, this. Like, in like December or January, they had like a six-game road uh, homestand. And yeah. we were like, the Raptors need to go 6-0 and in this homestand. Yeah, they said, the and they said let, me, let me go 2 of 30, first of all, against the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but seriously, like we have said this repeatedly throughout the course of the season. So obviously the Raptors haven't shown that. This is it. This is it. But this is actually it. But is it really though? Because if you go four and four in these eight games, they'll probably just be in ninth. Well, I mean, that's what a, that's what a ninth seed looks like. Man. All right. So, well, at least we can play bingo now. Yeah, we can play bingo. I now. can't believe Pascal yelling A and missing the shot doesn't doesn't oh, end up on this. Bingo yeah, card. sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, should have gone an editor well, for this. My bad. What about Nick Nurse starting a press conference? Was, well, <laughs> that's another free square. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, uh, enjoy the Raptors, though. You know, uh, obviously yeah. another day off. So hopefully they can regroup and look, listen, ultimately we're just trying to see like a complete effort from the team. And if they can do that, then the shows will be a lot happier. So anyway, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Will Lou, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Van Dale, Jennifer Olnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. Not Jennifer Olnick's fault, by the way. And we will talk to you tomorrow.